0: Welcome to the Didi and Littal Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Didi and Littal Show. I'm Lital. Hi, Didi. How's it going?
2: Things are awesome. You You have a
1: lot of things going on in sports life. uh,
2: Of course. So first, you know why this week is awesome? Because I am not a Jets fan. I think Monday's night game proved why the Jets and Buffalo will forever suck. Because... As
1: if the Patriots game was amazing. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it
2: doesn't matter. You, you know you know when a hunchback is happy when he sees another one. So for us to see the, the, basically our two other division rival look like shit <laughs> is, is very much fun. So I'll explain. So first... The Jets went out and got the best quarterback still playing. Well, he was the best quarterback still playing for four snaps. And Aaron Rodgers blew his Achilles, and my guess is that he will never play football again. He's 40 years old. Achilles repair is a very, very serious injury. I don't see him playing ever again. That's a very Jets thing. A very Buffalo thing is you have them on the ropes, they have a guy that hasn't thrown a real snap in, like, the whole summer. You're supposed to kick their ass. You're supposed to wipe the floor with them. Not throw four picks in the fumble. That is impressive. Oh, and have a punt return. That, that, that I think, was a very Buffalo thing. Punt it to the sideline. Do something. Not punt to the guy that drives it in. So I can't resist,
0: the DD. This was Peyton Manning's reaction to one of Zach Wilson's embarrassing plays. Oh, ball. Let's- the rest of the game. So far, it looks like he's thrown it 12 times. Yep. Will he reach 25 times? No. <laughs> no. Three more at the moment. Three more passes through. And here comes a play. So here's one of them. Yes,
2: and then he throws. Oh, that was, that was horrible. That was horrible. Throw it anywhere. looks like. Kurt Russell in- and okay. I don't know
0: what he was where he was going there but he was he just said with such disdain oh great run backwards run backwards.
2: Yes. Uh, this was amazing. The, this was amazing. Also he threw a pick that basically I think I I I couldn't even be on the field with these guys I would have picked this off. He basically threw it at the chest of the defender. This is like really impressive. So So uh,
1: before we turn into sports radio no, no 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 we're not we're not sports radio.
2: There's also another thing we need to mention first the guy that I'm wearing the shirt of, he did his Tom speech. Tom Brady. This is, uh, I, I'm basically going to probably have a podcast just dedicated to his speech.
1: Yeah, let's do that.
2: Because this, his speech... <laughs> so will,
1: people can skip it if they are not interested. No, no, no. So
2: he basically can could have walked on stage and mm-hmm. say, I am the man. Look, the team sucks balls since I left. <laughs> and nothing's working. And he could have said that and everybody would have clapped. Instead of that, he said, we, not I... We built a culture of winning, and I thank my teammates for that. He basically said that he, together with the team, especially with the the veterans that he came in, built a culture that sustained for 20 years of people that put the team first and put winning first and reject everybody that doesn't want to be this way. I think if you build a company, that's exactly the culture you need to have.
1: Okay, that's like a pitch to start your sales kickoff. Exactly. Company kickoff.
2: Team first. Winning second, if you're not on board with team and win, you're not here.
1: Okay, send us the link. We'll, yes. we'll put it in the show notes.
2: Now, I, I think this is the Patriot for life I don't buy. I think uh, the Jets are going to call him next week, and he's going to be a Jet and have them win the Super Bowl. As, Isn't as it a jet. your dream? Oh, it's everybody's. It's everybody's
0: dream. He has one year left eligibility at University of Michigan, and, oh. <laughs> and there is actually talk of him going back.
2: That will be insanely okay. funny. That will be insanely funny. So, and last but not least, Shanatova, producer Shanatova. Ah, Shanatova. Uh, Shana yes. And, and as a sports radio host, they fired Chaim Bloom, a Jew, on the new year. John Henry, dude, you could have waited until Yom Kippur ended. The team still sucks. It won't change. So. That that's kind of a, a little bit of my. Oh, well, he
1: gives him time to regret and say his prayers. Nah, nah,
2: nah. That that's just nasty. It's like firing somebody right in front, of, right before Christmas. That's it's...
1: anti-Semitism.
2: Exactly. That's... That, that's show... that that's That
0: that's that's a very bad. If they bring Theo Epstein up back, would that make up for it? I think
2: it will. Jew for a Jew. Yeah. I, I think so too.
1: okay now with that well I have news in the next episode I'll give you information of where I'm going but actually today is my last official day at Hunters and I want to say thanks for the incredible three years that I've been with Hunters I joined the company early after series A and three years in startup life. It's like dog life. I feel like it's 30. You gain a few white hairs, you kind of go grow with it. Very proud of the team that I had, all the learnings that I had from them. And I think very proud of the professional and personal growth. So I'll talk about where I'm going and I'm very excited where I'm going, but that will come next. So in the meantime, Thanks for everyone at Hunter's. Thanks for the support. Thanks for Uri and Tomer and the team over there. And I'm going to be in touch. I hope you're still going to listen to the episodes of the Didi and Lital show and provide us feedback. And maybe you come be yep. on the show. Yes. So that was a long <laughs> pre, pre-roll pre for our conversation today. Yes. Which is Didi, you officially now... In- our Cisco employee... Week two of Cisco employee, maybe three.
2: This is my first full week as a Cisco employee.
1: Okay, and I wanted today—that's what I asked you—to share your aha's, your tips, the things you learned throughout this last few months of going through an M and A. I think a lot of people working in startup. Co-founders of startups would like to know, kind of like the ins and outs. Obviously, you cannot share everything. Some things are kind of business confidential, but we'll try to share. And I was observing the process and I can add some tidbits here. But let's share what you learned throughout this
2: process. Okay. Let's go. Let's start. By the way, I will not share any business related. So all the people that call me up and say, "How how much was the deal? No. It's not
1: about the money. We're going to share the how-tos in general.
2: Exactly. It's primarily tips for you as founders and you as employees, especially key employees, of what you need to do for yourself and for the, the team uh, as kind of leaders. Because th- there's a lot of things that can, you can do right and a lot of things we, you can do wrong. And Matt and I have uh, had spent a lot of time retrospecting about this. And we feel that we got more right than wrong mm-hmm. about this. And I'll start with the most important thing. If you're not doing yoga, start doing yoga. Because the most important thing to do is take deep, deep, deep breaths. The When you're in a startup, you're moving at a million miles an hour. When you work with a, a, a corporate entity, and it doesn't matter if you're getting acquired by... A public company, a private company, private equity, it, it the, uh, another bigger startup. It doesn't matter.
1: They'll be slower.
2: They will be slower. That part of the, the, and they will have have involved lawyers, who get paid by the hour, and want to deal with this uh, this process. So.
1: And they have a big team that needs to do the due diligence and yes. check and things. Takes exactly. time. They have processes that yeah, you processes. may not have
2: exactly so first take deep breath second assume that you don't know everything assume that you want to learn assume that you want to understand why things are asked of you and why the things are there not every time sometimes you're you get bought as tech and talent sometimes you bought for a technology sometimes you're basically an aqua hire Sometimes the, the, you're bought for a product for a market share.
1: Sometimes it's a business move to prevent somebody else from buying you, competitive, exactly. kind of blocking.
2: So try to understand why things are done. And if you understand why things are done, you need to embrace them. And remember my Tom Brady speech about first team, team first, second win. As the founder... It doesn't matter what you think about some of these things because sometimes you're forced into the situation because your finances are not great. Sometimes you're forced into the situation because you made bad hires that force you into a not positive situation. Sometimes The board is forcing
1: you, uh, you to, do it. It
2: to do it. Sometimes the VCs are forcing you to do it. There's a million ways of why you're there. If you don't want the ship to fall apart as you go through this, have a positive attitude. That's why I said yoga. Deep breaths, positive attitude, team. Be positive about the the, the experience. Because the fact that you're getting acquired and not going bankrupt puts you in a very good position.
1: But it's very stressful because you're not sure. You start those conversations about potentially being hired. You still need to keep the ship going because this may fall any minute. So I understand the yoga, but let's talk practical, in practical terms, how do you keep on going the day-to-day operations while having weeks, sometimes months of discussions, due diligence, nerve-wracking, ups and downs of those things, not knowing if a deal will come, if not, if the outcome will be positive or not. You still want to deliver. You still want to keep on selling, ship features, and improve your product, so... How do you balance it?
2: First you need a chinese wall between who is in the know and who doesn't know. You really need to keep that. I know that it's it's very frustrating and it's really hard because very hard. because teams are small, especially with startups our our team is very was very very small. But keeping that chinese wall is like very important. Because you need the majority of the team to be focused on running the business. Yeah. And not get and, and even after the announcement I, I want to thank Greg, one of our VCs. He kept saying to me and Matt, guys, this can always fall apart. I, we know that you don't think so, but you need to trust my experience. Work as until, even after the announcement, work until the minute... Until you
1: get the laptop of Cisco shipped to your home.
2: Not, 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 <laughs> not even that. Not even that, because if you remember, we got our, our laptops like a month ahead of time. But even with that, until the close, until the minute of the close... Don't don't slap yourself on the back. Don't cheer yourself too much. Run the business as if you're running the business. And it, sometimes it depends on the size of the acquisition. It could be that even as a big business, you might need to maintain yourself as, a, as an independent business for a while. So always think that you're running a business. And having that running a business state of mind is a good experience for you as a whole. And even after the announcement... Getting the team to say, hey, we're embracing our new acquirer. We have to be part of the team. We need to be part of the team. But until the moment this closes, we are running a business. And you need to educate, share the message, deal with everything as if you're running a business. And when, and even in the terms of when you close deals, you can't have a deal that basically looks as, hey, everybody in sales is getting fired tomorrow morning because you won't be able to run your business. If everybody knows that the ship is sinking, people will jump ship. People will look for no places. You need to have things as focused as possible. If you're an employee in a company that gets acquired, so remember when we were talking about startup and your decision about picking a startup, not picking a startup. Well,
1: which startup to join, What due diligence to do before joining.
2: Yes, and I, I was very, I wouldn't say negative or... But I didn't put the financials as the number one reason, and I still don't put the financials as the number one reason. To join a specific company. To join a specific company. But it doesn't excuse you from understanding your financials. People expect, hey, we got bought, money's going to fall out of the sky, uh, rainbows and unicorns. And sometimes that's not the case. You need to understand, first... What's the country you live in? What's the state you live in? There are restrictions and regulations. Massachusetts is not ca- called Texas for no reason. There are things you need to understand about how the tax situation is in where you are. If you want to relocate to the new company that just acquired you, understand if you're going to get double double dinged. If you do a reload between the U.S. and Israel, one way you get double dinged and one way you get triple dinged. So in cat. So be aware of how taxation works. And there's also this thing called double trigger. I think you and I have been talking about the double trigger for a yeah, while. Yeah, I think,
1: I'm not sure we've we mentioned it here. So that's something that is important. Not everyone understands it. Let's talk about that. That's something that when you join a company, when you are you know, discussing your terms, when you're getting your offer letter, you can negotiate to add it. It's typically not for every employee, it's more for management, but sometimes employees can also add this kind of clause. So let's talk, what's a double trigger?
2: It means that if two events happen, conditional events, you will be fully vested.
1: Meaning that all the potential options that uh, you will have, usually it's four years vesting, will become ready for you to execute on. Yes. And, uh,
2: and by the way, when you talk about options, you need to understand when you join a startup, are you getting options? Are you getting stocks? Are you eighty-three b uh, RSUs,
1: NSOs, ISOs, all this, there are tax implications. So for
2: every one of them.
1: Check with people that understand. Talk with your tax, tax person, attorney.
2: Talk to, talk to your tax person. Talk to your tax person. And always, always, don't create massive tax events. Try to break them down into parts.
1: Yeah, but let's talk for a second. There are positions that typically are not retained when a big company buys out a smaller company. For example, I'm I'm in marketing. If my startup is being bought by a giant, they already have a very big marketing team. They may not need another marketing, high level ranked marketing person to join. It is very often that GTM teams, marketing sales, sometimes finance, the attorney of the company, so on, will be let go. You may get, they will make you a whole financially, maybe they, they pay you some severance. You also wanna be paid with your stock options. The double trigger is something that will say, the first trigger, the company is being bought. There is a liquidation event. And then if they decide to terminate you...
2: Or demote uh, you in, in what is called good reason. Good, like, reason, reasonable demotion. So you're a CMO. If somebody turns you from a CMO to an individual contributor, for example.
1: Yeah. So you can negotiate when you join a company. So in the case of an acquisition and you being fired all your stock options will be vested and you'll be entitled to get them and get a whole also, not just on severance package, but that will be part of it. So that's something to think about because in case of acquisition, not everybody stays in. But I want to, that that brings me to this kind of like, I think the typical thought of, oh my God, a company is now bought for half a billion dollars. We are all going to be rich. We're going to get shitload of money. It's a million dollars in my bank now. This is not the case. Regardless That's if this usually, is the usually, case. No, but I I, yeah. I want to explain to people because like you read in the news, uh, company X got bought. The numbers are kind and every of financial, crazy.
2: And every financial advisor in Massachusetts calls you.
1: in every Wherever you are. I mean, once it's in the news, uh, you will get those financial advisors on your back thinking, yes and and it might be that you will get some cash immediately in most cases this is not the case in most cases the company is buying you and either they're going to let you go because you're not part of the plan but if you are in engineering product R and D, they usually want to retain you to keep on the machine going to implement it into their own stack to make the things uh a revenue for them, make it into a revenue stream. So the thing is that usually the upside that you have will be transmitted to something that will be a retention plan for you.
2: Yes. A lot of times there's also an ask if you're fully vested to have a revesting. And that's why the double trigger means something. And also sometimes in contracts, you're asked to, to waive the double trigger for an an equivalent relationship. And this is where a lot of times the VCs of a lot of companies put specific rules in place that the double trigger will not happen or will happen only after a year or that will expire after a year. There's a million of these things. Get somebody that actually knows what they're doing.
1: To consult. You.
2: to, to consul- if,
1: if possible. Not always you can negotiate it, let's be fair, but you could try. And, and I think My it's... main
2: thing is that employment lawyers mm-hmm. don't break the bank. Tax lawyers don't break the bank. They're, they're not corporate lawyers. So I'll give you an example. A corporate lawyer will usually charge you about 1500 bucks an hour. Most tax lawyers will take half of that or one-third one of that. It's worth every single dollar.
1: Absolutely. I mean, every time I am starting a new job, I... I'm always consulting with an employment attorney. Yes. They're the best. It's worth your pennies. Do it.
2: Yes. And uh, uh, even if they tell you, listen, you get what you get and you don't get upset. One of of our lawyers was amazing. Uh, I think if you remember, I don't remember what event I was in when I went out. Matt and I had a lengthy conversation with him. And basically he told us, guys, it is what it is he told us what our own engagements were he says this is what will happen and you need to embrace it and that's where the deep breaths come into play but yep. also having a good lawyer explain to you ahead of time that this is what this is what where this is where your wiggle room is yeah life might be unfair but it is the way life it is life is
1: always unfair yes <laughs> that's reality but, but but you know where You can wiggle when it's not worth it Yes, and and you're just aware and you know what's up for you in your future.
2: The reality
1: is that in many cases, and you employees need to know it to get the full upside of, unless there is a double trigger event, to get the full upside of the acquisition, you need to go and stay and work and succeed in the acquiring company. Yep. That's the reality. You're going to spend two to four years in the acquiring company. That's by design. And it's not a bad thing. But for some people...
2: It's a surprise. It,
1: it's a surprise or it is, oh my God, I'm not going to work for Microsoft.
2: Also, the other well, thing... Well,
1: yeah, you are. <laughs> if yeah. you want to get the, the money out of this gig.
2: Yeah, but the other thing is also important to understand your local tax situation. So, for example... I've seen people that have experience understand we rather kind of put in their contracts that if we get acquired, we expect to get back stock, not get back cash because sometimes the companies want they might want to pay we would suck, sometimes they want to pay with cash, sometimes they want to do something but sometimes know if
1: companies will let you negotiate it, but maybe Worth sometimes trying.
2: It, in israel it, it's really impactful because with cash you get sixty percent tax
1: yeah, that's true. And stocks, you uh, until you liquidize them, you don't pay
2: anything. So it's w- really worthwhile having these conversations ahead of time with your manager when you get hired. Understand th- the taxing situation. Understand if the thing
1: th- is that sometimes it's so far away that it's a little bit of far-fetched conversation. That's yep. the tough thing.
2: Yeah, uh, th- th- but this is things you need to be made aware. So I, for example, had a conversation with Gwen, my saint and savior. Your CFO. Our CFO, amazing. Uh, I I don't think I would have survived this this whole thing without her. When I was getting another round of options, I said, I don't want to pay a lot of taxes for funny money. And and lo and behold, it didn't turn into funny money. So it's something that you need to have these conversations and and be aware with yourself Mm -hmm. what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And so you don't have buyer's remorse. Yeah. And a lot of times... It's just having a good state of mind. I'm, I'm going back and back and back to the having a good state of mind. The other thing is, as you get integrated, because we've talked about the money a lot, I want to also talk about the not money parts.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Enough with the money.
2: Yes, there's also a lot of things you need to understand and try to understand from like day one. Some of your vendors, and this is why I'm changing from the acquiring company who is, by the way, has been treating us amazing. This is really important to say. This has been exceeded all expectations. So it's important to mention that. Second, your vendors are going to be broken up into two types of vendors, and I'm going to call out the good ones and going to call out the bad ones. Okta, you suck. So this is important. What do you mean? So Okta is trying to gouge us until the last second to pay startup prices and not pay Cisco prices. They're trying as hard as they can to not... To, to, to basically say, no, no, we can't transition the deal. Have these conversations ahead of time with your vendors. Snowflake so
1: basically, what is happening, the acquiring company is looking at the list of the, vendors you're using for so, your day-to-day operation. No,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, you have a list of contracts. Right. And they will expire, change, happen. Something will happen. Mm-hmm. So AWS and Snowflake... Are great.
1: You transition yourself from being an AUT customer to a Cisco customer of it, them? It,
2: it's not just that. They know what the process is to
1: offboard you from to, being AUT to, to, to become to, a to Cisco. To help you do this. Okay.
2: So your, your acquiring company usually will have a team that knows this, these things. Okay. And they will try to help you, but not every vendor is in their books or even their top priority. Sure. sometimes your contracts will expire sometimes your contracts will expire during the negotiation sometimes your contracts will expire after the negotiations or and the, the, the con, you, as it, remember run a business so the in the in our in our world you can see that some vendors they they embrace the change and they understand that this is an, a great opportunity so
1: of course, now they have a foot in the door to getting into Cisco. It's not, just, let's, <laughs> leave, mean,
2: let's leave Cisco out, really. Uh, let's leave Cisco out. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking of the vendor, and yeah. regardless of, it's an opportunity. So, my, our big boss, Tom, had a really good saying. He said, Listen, now that you're in a big company, more likely than not, if you want to hire somebody, it will take you six times as much as it did before. True. But you will, right now, you need to fight. Tooth and nail for every single customer that comes through the door mm-hmm. we 're going to come in with an amazing sales force that 's a machine and it 's going to sell your stuff like there 's no tomorrow now the vendors that have a brain understand that the deals that they 've struck with us don 't matter anymore because if we would exceed all expectations, we would have had three million 5 million there are we sell to 20 customers 50 customers we consider if you sell tomorrow morning to 50 customers you heard Alex last week last time we talked to him he has 30 customers this is like big deal for a series A company Mm -hmm. for when you go into a bigger company your capacity is going to grow and in in the path that you don't expect it to be
1: so the business for all your vendors is going
2: to grow the business is going to be a lot more significant right and they need to and the the ones that have a good structure in place understand that remember the win as a team, they understand that the individual sales guy might not be as compensated as he did, but the company as a whole is gonna make a lot of money. So So, so what's AW, your advice? My uh, my advice is, is have you, for under, the
1: companies handling all the vendors.
2: So understand give your vendors heads up ahead of time. Assess if they are friendly or not and understand the situation or not. Mm -hmm. If not, talk to somebody on your acquiring company's side and have them bring down the hammer because more likely than not, they they will have a bigger hammer than you.
1: Let me ask you one last question before we finish this conversation for today. Tips and ideas for how to merge into the culture and the team of the acquiring company. And you and your team, many of you already know a bunch of people, so it might be easier and you've been working, so you know the culture as well. So think a little bit about those in your team that never worked for Cisco. How are they doing and what tips do you have for this thing to work? Because at the end of the day, it's a people thing.
2: Yes, so first I again, I do want to give kudos to Cisco that really invested in us. A whole team came over to welcome us in. and you flew all your team
1: to Boston we flew, actually we flew and our team to the Boston. Cisco team came in to meet with all of you to meet with us. So maybe one. that's something for do a company gathering if yes. you can yes, if it makes sense.
2: It does, and also to start embracing, you remember we said that you need to run the business as if it's a business, yeah, but between announcement and close, take the time, share the culture, share the things like at least a couple of tidbits of things that are valuable. There are things that a lot of the bigger companies invest in. If you remember, we were talking about the, your career choices, work in big company, work in small company. Mm-hmm. Help the team embrace the culture. If there's local presence, start commingling the teams, get people to know people, to understand to come into the office, we came into the office, understood how our office life is gonna look like if there's gonna be an office. We had a lot of these things that slowly, slowly brought us, and this, again, credit to the team in Cisco that really helped us from, it was Andrew and Johanna and a few others that basically from day one were using the big company nomenclature and language of culture, of the inclusive culture, to kind of embrace us. Mm-hmm. And it made it a lot easier for me as a manager to start using the same language and and getting the team excited that this is good for them, that the language is good, because the, your excitement as a leader and your willingness to embrace the change, that you're no longer... The big fish in the small pond.
1: Yeah, and and this thing, three-letter acronyms, nomenclature, is a big thing in most corporates. So I think that the faster the team learns it, it becomes... It's like we come from the military, right? It's like once you join the army, you are part of the lingo. You need to know the lingo.
2: Your world world turns into TLA, but you need to embrace this and kind of get the team to understand like Tom came in and told us, listen, this is the key value. Ingrain that you get the with the culture and the change, you are getting a lot of value. Yeah. And because you are getting a lot of value, you need to embrace this. There's also another thing that I always tell people when you work in a big company. Sometimes you need to walk slow to get there fast. If you try to fight the system, you're wasting time the it thing, will break. It will break you. It will break you. It will break you. You need to embrace the how the cadence works. Embrace how the system works. And a lot of times if you embrace it, things will actually break your way. Because you just need to understand. And it and the other thing that is really, really important is something I taught you. Lital came back in one of her first times, I think I don't know if it was New to Rapid7 or old to Procter and & Gamble and said, the company is this, the company is that, the company is this. and said, there's no company. There are people. Don't say, it, it-, it is like this. Use the name. And when you use the name of the person that is the challenge, you, sometimes it actually will pop up that they're not actually embracing company processes, that they're actually a hinder in the company's policy. Sometimes it helps you understand that it's not the company, it's individuals. Companies are made out of individuals. And you need to see if the person is embracing the company's culture. And if he is, then it is a problem. But if he's not or she's not, then it's actually in your favor to understand the company culture because using company language, like the key values. Like one of the things that uh, I, I like in our key values is, I think it's being unnecessarily kind or extremely kind. By the way, kind doesn't mean be a pushover. But it means there's there's a way to say this even when you're right. Mm-hmm. There's a way to say this. And sometimes you need to think of positive feedback versus oh this is su- this sucks and this is a problem. No, think of if we do this, we can achieve our goal this way. And and if you embrace and if you speak to people and say, "Listen, we embrace this value and you're not showing me that you're embracing this value. Am I reading this wrong? Sometimes they'll catch themselves and say, oh, yeah, you're you're actually right. So understand the company values. Understand the language. Embrace it.
1: it. It's a common language. The values of large companies serve as a common language to (sighs) decide on actions, decide which actions are not a good fit. So... They're in your favor, use yeah. them. Yes. So for those of you that are undergoing m these days, a lot of companies are now announcing mergers, acquisitions. If you have other tips about it, you've seen the stuff, please write to us, we, we would love to share it. We'd love to share it on social. Didi will go through this experience and maybe we'll have like two, three months in, kind of like an update of what else you yes. learned along the way because M and A's takes time, and they're not always successful because some things come break. in the way and break. So,
0: Lital, we'll excuse me, Lita, where do you prefer our listeners email you at?
1: Well, they they can just reach out on LinkedIn. We're gonna post this episode, and we'd love to get your comments over there. So please comment on our posts on LinkedIn
2: or DM us through LinkedIn.
1: Exactly, and we'll include you. And if you have your own experience of an M and A come and be on the show we'd like to host you well with that i think we conclude the, the podcast for today shana tova shana tova happy new year a lot of happiness and health for everyone That's... we'll be here next week the in Lital show is a weekly podcast please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast we will see you next time thank you have a good one